position. It's up and running. Did you see? Did you hear? Did you know what's coming? I did see destiny starts today. Let me hear you say. Welcome to episode four of Lost in Translation, Mon. This week we watched Togemon in Toy Town or the, ev- the Angry Evolution of Palmon, and Ikakumon's Harpoon Torpedo, or Roar Ikakumon. I'm May. And I'm Jay. Our first segment is called Postmon Pat, where we read out any queries or messages or any uh, feedback or any corrections you make or just anything you want to tell us. And our first message is from John Summers on SoundCloud, who, if you remember, sent us our very first fan mail. So John asks us, when the show was being dubbed, why was the perfect level renamed Ultimate when the Japanese version already had an Ultimate level to begin with? Then John says that it really causes confusion because whenever, the, whenever Digimon fans talk about an Ultimate level Digimon, John has to figure out whether they're referring to the Japanese or American versions. So there is a reason for this. With um, the first ever Digital Monster VPET um, came out, there were levels Baby 1, Baby 2, Child, Adult and Perfect. Perfect being the perfect uh, form, the perfect level, which was the final one initially. So, but when this was um, translated into the American audience and when the version one was released in 1997 in America, they changed it to Ultimate. Now, I couldn't find the exact reason why they changed it into Ultimate, but I can only assume it's because Perfect's more of a, a grade rather than a power level. Ult- level. Ultimate's more like... You know, if someone's at their ultimate form, they're, they're the highest form you can be. So that's why they changed to ultimate. So in, um, when the Digimon Pendulum toy was released in 1998, it introduced the new form, ultimate. But th- this, this toy never came to America. It was only released in Japan. So that didn't, have a pro- that didn't really have any problems yet. But in the series, when they came to have perfect slash ultimate level Digimon, they must have said, oh, we can't really call it ultimate because we already have an ultimate and, you know, ultimate level two might not translate well. So we'll use another word that means highest form of power. So that's mega. Are you sure it's not that they just misread the translation and ultimate backwards is perfect? <laughs> maybe, maybe. So we have another question. We have, we have another message, which is from Tumblr user Storm. And they say that they listen to the first three episodes and they're really enjoying it and that they like the dynamic that we have, especially the latest episode in Jay's commentary from the perspective of a slightly unwilling newbie. Slightly. Um, they also say that they particularly loved the, the comments that we had on episode four about Sora, um, Sora's change and our ongoing criticism of, of Mimi's dialogue in the dub. And Noctilucent Storm has a question for you, Jay. Oh, yeah? Have you been spoiled for any plot points besides those stated in the podcast? So, also, before he answers, I'm just going to say that this could potentially be a spoiler. So if you are new or don't want to be spoiled for anything in the show, you might want to skip forward like a minute or two or just wait till I'm talking again because Jay's going to be answering this one. All right, take it away, Jay. Okay, so kind of. my uh, There's the really basic spoilers, which is the stuff that shows up in the opening of I haven't seen those Digimon before, but I, I know they're coming. Um, like the Angel, I think. There's two of them, maybe. You have a poster in your room that has <laughs> Digimon on it that I've never seen before, and I assume those are spoilers. Um, so, the, yeah, there's that, which is just the show gives those to you. Um, and there's the 
a much, much later spoiler. And I don't know how to feel about this one, because I didn't know what was happening at the time. But I was shown some CG movie uh, in which there were no kids, and there were lots of Digimon around. And there was this one like white Digimon with uh, what I now know to be a Greymon head and a Garurumon head as its arms. And I don't know what happened. All I know is that they discussed the X antibody a lot. And I don't know if that's I don't know if that's like a big thing. Maybe it'll come up more later. Cause the movie no. sure as hell didn't explain what that was. Um it's in the it's in one of the manga. It's in the D Cyber manga, which is quite good. I have read it. It's a bit I don't know, I found it hard to follow, but I was also like multitasking, so and I'm pretty not that great at multitasking. Mm, I wonder what that's like to I don't know, experience a piece of Digimon media with the X antibody in it and have no idea what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm just bad at following things. I guess I wasn't really analysing it. Well, maybe we can watch that movie, Jay, and we'll analyse no, it. No, 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 no. Not again. All right. We also have a comment that I found really interesting on our With the Will thread. Uh, it's from Definitely Jeff, the host of Poddigis. And he says, that regarding the code on Tentamon's computer, I puzzled over that a couple of years back and concluded it was basic based on the 10, 20, 30, 40 style line numbers, as opposed to line numbers like 1, 2, 3, 4, which could just be any text editor. But that doesn't exactly fit. And then a year or so later, there was some discussion on Reddit about it. And I think the best conclusion is that it's closest to basic, but not any real language. The most notable thing um, that makes it not basic being the C-style comments. There's probably been a discussion about it on With the Will at some point as well, but I couldn't find anything searching. But yeah, I didn't actually see the line numbers, so that's actually a good point. And I don't know, I found that quite interesting. I did, when I, I did have a sort of look at it, and it, yeah, it did seem a bit C-style. Now I came back, I know I initially said it was... Java, but it just looks to me like a hybrid between C, C and Java. But uh, so, as a as a law student, what do you think of the subject on the subject? Um. Okay. So he was definitely typing it on a laptop. So what that tells me is that he probably used a keyboard to put those on the screen. Ah. Uh. Am, am I getting close? Do you think? Yeah. Okay. Um, I I just I just found that interesting. Like, I don't know. I, I found I found it interesting as a. As a computer person. <laughs> there was absolutely a, a combination of letters and numbers. I, I do also know that it said float. So this week we've decided to have a new subject where I show Jay something that's new and that's probably a lot of Digimon fans have seen. Now I wanted to show him the Digimon Pendulum commercial but I've already actually shown him that so he's already had his uh, reaction to it so we can't really have him react to that. You mean the single greatest piece of Digimon media in existence? Oh yeah, definitely. It's fantastic. Like, it's synchronized swimmers um, playing with the Digimon Pendulum toy and shaking them up and down and singing this really weird song which kind of sounds a little bit like the open the the English dub opening of Digimon. So it's always kind of I don't know, maybe maybe they're making fun of us. Also but they're yeah. oiled up. Oh yeah, definitely. And like they're they're doing some pretty impressive moves, like I don't know. Anyway, so um this this segment I think I'm gonna call I will show you Digiworld as you know, as a joke I'm, I will show you the world. Because explaining jokes is the best way to get them across. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, you know, explaining is good. Anyway, <laughs> so this time I decided to show Jay the uh, Brazilian Digimon opening just because I think that's something that I think everyone should witness. What did you think, Jay? So to explain the, the opening, 
it is exactly the same as the other opening, except that this random woman just steps out and starts singing along, just green screened in front of it. And then I get to the bit where it's clearly meant to end. And I'm laughing because she's she's a huge weirdo. I don't know Brazilian TV. Angelica from the I think she's a television presenter. Angelica from Rugrats is just in front of <laughs> uh, Digimon, and then it gets a bit where it's ended. He goes Digimon. I'm like okay, and then there's another like 20 seconds. <laughs> they just they edit in more opening to have her there, constantly popping up from the bottom of the screen. See, when I first saw that, it was on Tumblr, and I just thought someone was, like, making this weird sort of fan video. But um, then when I looked into it, it was actually the Brazilian opening, and it was kind of weird. And Yeah, then I remembered it the other day when I was at work thinking about the podcast, which is definitely something that someone should think about at work. And then I was like, hey, new segment. And then I, um, I forced poor Jay to watch it. I'm... Oh, poor me. <laughs> All right. So if you want to send us any questions or any messages or anything, or even a suggestion for something that I can show Jay to that might be a bit interesting. Um, please, please don't. Not, not, not the Digimon tag on Tumblr, which can be a little bit risque at times. Um, I don't think Jay should witness that. I'm not going there. Anyway, so if you want to send us any of those, you, you can send us an email, lostintranslationmon at gmail.com. Or on our Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, with the World Discussion thread, or even SoundCloud. The start of the episode is sort of strange because there's this horrifying little doll floating in the water in the Japanese version, which is obviously cut. Like, it is quite terrifying. It's also never brought up again. Like, no one sees it, and nobody has an interaction with it. I think it's just a doll from Toy Town, one of the abandoned toys. But So in the dub, there's a bit of narration from Mimi just because it's sort of like a reflective piece. She's saying, oh, this is, this is what happened. And she calls the, the place that they're in Digimon Island, which I don't know. It's that, I found that really like Digimon Island. I guess you can call it that. Why wouldn't it be called that? I don't know because I think they've already called it the digital world. Yeah, but isn't it an island in the digital world? But it, the island has... I'm not sure if it's been called File Island yet, but... uh... It has in the Japanese. I don't think it has in this one. Yeah. But it's just... I don't know. Like, It's definitely been called the the digital world in the English version. So why couldn't you just say, this is the strangest thing that's happened in the digital world, not on Digimon Island? Actually, that does beg the question is... Uh, spoilers for the next episode. They don't know it's an island. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) They don't actually know it's an island. That even makes it a worse line. (laughs) Oh, well, it's not, at least right. it's not a Mei Mei line. Oh, yeah. Well, it is. She says Digimon Island. It's 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 Mimi. No, no, but it's, it's not her being stupid as a result. Like, that's not the style of her being forced yeah. to be dumb. It's just bad writing. Yeah. Anyway, so you see, you see the first option. Uh, the, the, you see the first difference, like, right off the bat. And it's in the Japanese version. They're playing a a popular word game called Shiri Tori which the only reason I know of it is because of a Vocaloid song where she says, let's play a game, uh, let's play Shiritori, and then she finishes it with Rin, and she's like, oh, I'm not very good at this. That's, and um, yeah, I, sh- I should explain the, uh, the game. You are the biggest nerd I've ever seen. No, I'm not. I'm really cool. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw this bit, and they were doing something, 
and I had no idea what was going on. I've written down here, I don't understand the game they're playing at the beginning with the songs. It's probably a Japanese thing. Obviously it is, with your Hatsune Miku's. No, it wasn't Hatsune Miku. It was, um, that's a, that's... It was Rin. It was Rin. She says, Shiritori, Rin. And I... then she said, oh, I'm not very good at this. I thought that Hatsune Miku was the Vocaloid. She's a Vocaloid, but there's, there's also Rin. Oh. He's the best Vocaloid. Oh. I'm yeah. disappointed in the planet. <laughs> Dude, I thought I told you, my Roxy Lalonde wig is actually a Rin wig. I don't know who that is. So, Shiri Tori is a Japanese word game, which apparently literally translates to taking the buttocks, but it's also translated to taking the end, which is what you do. You take the last syllable and you find a word that starts with that syllable. So, let's, uh, let's say I say Sakura. Then the next player would say Raijo. And then the next player would say Onigiri. And then the next player would say Risu. And the next player would say Sumo. But if the next player says Udon, they lose. They lose because if you finish any word with an N, you lose the game. That's just how the, um, the rule works. Why? And, I don't know. It's a, it's a game. It's the, that, that's the rule to the game. Like, how else are you going to lose? I guess not think of a word. Exactly. So you, just, you, you basically just take the last syllable from every word and you start the next word with that word. But they're doing it with songs. So in the Japanese version, Mimi is um, singing this song that her dad knows from karaoke, but no one else knows. So everyone just says, oh, we should just sing songs that we know so we can all sing along. But in the dub, they turn it into this thing where, now, Jay, I really want you to remember this part. Mimi can't sing in the dub. I want you to remember that. I did notice that. That was really odd. Like, they had to, I don't, I don't want to say doctor it, but they really had to force it into a comedic bit. And it, they all say, oh, let's not do solo. Let's all do it as a group instead. Are you telling me that this is an important plot point? Um, I just want you to remember that, that they've stated that Mimi can't sing. I'll keep it in mind. It, right. I know it doesn't come up in this episode. Oh, yeah. It, it's not for a while. But anyway, so Sora is starts crying because a bit of, a water gets on her and, you know, she's a bit freaked because that's a little bit gross. They are on the sewers. But yeah, but it's not sewer in, water that's landing on her. It's like from the top. It's like condensation or something. I thought it would be leaking from the surface. I guess oh, that no, makes more it's, sense. It's gross. Like, it, it'd, be st- it'd still be gross. You don't want anything wet dropping on you when you're in the sewer. I don't know. Her reaction is, so, like, a bit over the top, especially since she has a yeah. helmet on. But Yeah, but it touches her shirt. It's, it gets gross. Like, ew, you know. Ew. She doesn't react as heavily to the second one. Yeah, but then the dub they make the re- the reason she's crying is because she's homesick, and she, she likes she used to sing at home when she was doing the laundry. I actually think that uh like and then in the Japanese one she's just she was straight into it like I miss doing laundry and that's her direct statement. Yeah, I actually think the connection between what had happened to her and thinking about home was better. Yeah, I actually agree. The step between my clothes are dirty. I'm not actually sad about my clothes being dirty. I'm sad because it made me think of singing or doing the washing, and that made yeah. me miss home. Not so much like, man, I really miss laundry. And she sounded yeah. weirdly obsessed with laundry. Yeah, like, it's actually quite reasonable. Like, she's... I think viewers tend to forget, like, she's 10. Like, she wants to be home. Like, she misses home. She's in this place that she doesn't know where her parents are, and she's with these monsters, and she could have died. Like, you know, that's a big thing for a little kid. They did fight the Terminator. It is easy to forget. Yeah. 
And TK almost like got blown up by the Terminator. Come with me if you want to. Did you live? <laughs> so another thing I noticed is that Ty bathes with his goggles on. I didn't notice. I didn't think about that at all. Yeah, I just I noticed and I was like, I've never picked this up before, but like I don't think they're swimming goggles, but. Why would you wear them in the bath? Oh, I also know something about Ty. What's his, like, what's the black thing on his arm? The armband? It's, but it goes from, like, he, the, he goes from his elbow into the glove. Um. Is it I, a second glove? I just thought it was, like, an armband. No, but it goes his whole forearm. Yeah, it's a long armband. It's like an arm warmer. Maybe he has RSI. Maybe he's like me. <laughs> Maybe he's got a brace on? Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, that's why he has the glove to hide it. Yeah, I guess he doesn't have it on the other arm, so... I've never really thought about it. I just thought it was, like, a an armband. But, yeah, it is weird that he only has it on one. Maybe he hurt himself. Like, maybe he sprained his wrist or something when he's playing soccer. Um, hey, I, look, I said, I'd like to point out I just said soccer. I'm very proud of you. Yeah, I know. I'm learning. You British piece of shit. <laughs> um, I'm actually... I, I found that the English's version of what the kids miss made a lot more sense. Like What, Matt being mean? Uh, besides Matt being mean, Matt's PK is apparently a noob at video games that can never beat Matt. Yeah. Um, but what I mean is, like, uh, Joe, instead of just being like, man, I miss studying, and that being his entire character, instead of that, he's like, I'm worried about the stuff I'm missing out on, and that anxiety about the other stuff, about what he's missing, is why you should be studying. It's not the act itself. It's catching up on stuff, which makes more sense. Yeah. Um... And then, in the Japanese, Mimi's obsessed with cola for no reason. And vacation kind of... Okay, vacation's a weird one. Because but she's on holidays at the moment. She's kind of on vacation as it is. Yeah, she's like, she's not home. But I think her weird, like, I miss cola comes out of nowhere. Well, and it's very, she's not having any cola here. And it's really contrived for the thing that comes up right after this. But I, I, I would like to also point out something else. Yeah. Matt says, "Oh, I really, I, I miss when Mum makes steak on Sunday." Yeah. Um, he doesn't live with his mum. Oh, well, I guess I don't know that. Yeah, he he lives with his dad. TK lives with his mum. Um, he hasn't seen his mum for an, a long time for memories. So, is if he does have a memory, it's from a rather long time ago. He just sneaks outside the window of watching TK eat steak. She goes, mm, I want that Sunday. Where's my steak? It smells really good out here alone. I'm, I'm, being, I'm so cool out here. Yeah. I, I wasn't scared. I knew it would be okay. <laughs> but uh, so I was kind of expecting Izzy to have a throwaway line about aliens. But uh, he just misses accessing satellites to look at the stars and the planets. So he's not talking about aliens. So maybe in the last episode when he said, I'm, I'm going to abandon my alien theory, maybe he actually abandoned it. What year is this taking place in? Uh, 1999. In 1999, he can access satellites. Yeah, I guess. He's 10. Maybe he, uh, yeah, maybe he goes to NASA a lot. That, that's not in Japan, though. NASA is not in Japan. You're right. But, um, see, that line, like, the other lines I thought, besides um, Matt, obviously, having steak night with his mum, the, the, the lines made sort of made sense in the English one, except for Izzy's. Because in the Japanese version, he just wants to email his friends on the internet. I like the idea that in Japanese, like Koshiro, he has better friends on the internet elsewhere, 
and like these guys he's with right now are just like garbage unfortunates along the way. Yeah, because they don't have a computer. And Ty, Ty whacked his computer. How dare he? Um, and then the Digimon get racist. Yeah. So it's it's no dialogue in the Japanese version. But in the English version, Algamon says, They really do come from another world. Oh yeah, I really like that. I like that in English the, the Digimon react to the kids missing stuff they don't know what it is. Yeah. Like when they ask, the, like, what's a parent's? Like, yeah. Or what's Japan? Uh, that stuff that makes them, like, alien and, like, not in place is really interesting. Yeah, and that's not really touched upon in the Japanese one much, I don't think. And then they hear a noise, and the Digimon yep. are like, the things that are coming are disgusting and the worst Digimon you could imagine. They're the most hateful Digimon. And so they're just throwing poop, but in the dub, that they change it to Numa Sludge. <laughs> Noom Sludge, yeah. Which which makes sense because, you know, I guess poop, like, poo is like a funny thing in Japan, but I, I don't think American TV have as much, like, toilet humor and, like, poo jokes as Japan does. You have to protect the Americans. They can't learn what poop is. And then uh, it turns out that the Numamon hate sunlight because they're weird underground poop vampires. They're nerds. I.e. weird underground poop vampires. So what I like in the background of, like, the last few episodes is that it's the sort of uh, instrumental version of the character whose the episode is about. So this is Mimi's character song in the background, and it's quite nice, and I, I really like that little touch that's in the Japanese version. I wouldn't notice. Well, I, I, I do, because <laughs> I, like I like the Digimon music. It's good. Okay. Don't, don't judge me for the life that I live. I will judge you constantly and consistently. Then they see that there are vending machines. And something I found strange in the Japanese version is that Sora calls Mimi a child. But Mimi is younger than them, isn't she? Only by like a year. I think Sora's 11 and Mimi's like 10. Well, aside but that's, they're still all children. Aside from Takeru, like, they're all equal. Like, they their age difference exists and they take it seriously and that makes sense when you're in high school like if you were in year eight right year mm. nine and ten kids were really old no i was friends with year nines when i was in year eight okay i had I a different cool. school experience yeah you I, was, I was cool i was so cool yeah the the japanese doesn't make much sense with the drink machines because they go like the drink machines probably won't work but you can see the drinks through the window. Just punch it. Like, I just get my, I just throw my green plant at it and say, and you know, say, break it. Um, and Palmon sounds like angry that she's about to use them. And I mean, that makes sense when it turns out that they're fake and filled with poop vampires that are hitting on Mimi for no reason. This is when I had to ask myself, like, Actually, no, I'll go over the difference first. But in the English, Palmon puts forward that it might be a trap. And thus, when Mimi like doesn't listen to her, she has a reason to be angry at her. Which actually makes more sense. Um, so the setup for this scene makes a little bit more sense in English. But, yeah, I'm going to go over that again. Like, they're fake vending machines filled with poop vampires that want to date a ten-year-old girl. Well... She's pretty, and like, I don't know, I, I, we don't really know, like, what 
frame of reference, like how how old the numamon are, and like if it's in a, if it's inappropriate to be checking out a ten year old or because if they might be like you know kids and uh, Palmon seems a bit like she seems a bit okay with them hitting on her in the English version. Like she just says, "Oh, it must be the hat." But in the Japanese version, they're like, um, so what are you going to do about this? Stab it. It's a weird poop vampire. So they run into a giant teddy bear, and it has red eyes that make it look really evil, and then it shoots eye lasers at them. And I was wondering, at the time anyway, if you undid the zip on his back, like, what would be inside? Like, digifluff? I think you... Well, you, you, you see it later on. You do. And it turns out kind of to be digifluff. Yeah, it's digifluff. It's fluffmon. Um... And I thought the red eyes might be like a black gear, but it turns out they must be natural because they're painted on the ground of Toy Town, where they end up. Yeah, I did, I did notice that. Like, those are clearly his natural eyes, even though they make him look really evil. Um, and spoilers for the ending, uh, when he is not evil, his eyes are closed so that you don't see them anymore. So maybe he's always evil. And then, uh, yeah, so she's in the town, and it looks like the kids got mind-controlled in some way. Do you realize that, well, do you think that this was done better in English or Japanese? Like, um, Some of the things I was saying seemed a bit lame in the English version. But uh, I just prefer the Japanese version, so that might just be that clouding it. I actually think the English was slightly better, um, because really? uh, in the English it doesn't have the um, the bits where they talk about. Uh, in the English, they don't have the bit that talks about what the powers of the new Digimon are, which means that it never told you that Monzimon has the power to make his enemies happy. So you don't know what's going on with the kids when they're oh, running yeah, that around. Makes sense. There's like a mystery to it. Whereas in the Japanese, it told you what happened. Mm. And then it's, it, it kind of looks like they're trying to reveal it with the hearts later. And instead yeah. Of, but it, I just assumed it was the eye lasers. Yeah, that's fair enough. So the one that I've that really stood out to me was Koishiro, just in the Japanese version, says, I'm happy. I'm happy. I've never been happier. But in, in the English version, Izzy says, Oh, joy. What a delightful activity. This activity is really delightful. And then Mimi goes, but he never talks like that. Yeah, and also Mimi says in the English version, oh, I guess they were always always weird. So she just, yeah, she shrugs it off. She's just like, oh, that's normal, I guess. That's really weird, actually. She's just like, they're just completely, just, uh, they're completely weird. And she's like, eh, it's fine. It's nothing. I got over it. Uh, in the Japanese, they say, like, where are the Digimon? They, we should know where they are. They should be with them. Where are they? So they go looking for them. In the English, because she just says they're a little bit weird, they just leave. They stumble on the Digimon by accident. Mm. There's a bit I need to ask you about. Yeah. Uh, in the English, when they're being chased by Monzimon before, by Teddy Bearmon. Yep. yep. Uh, in the English, he, he asks, there's, um, so they stumble on the Digimon, and then you have a very long flashback to how they all got there. Yep, which is this pretty much the same for all of them. Like, especially Ty and Sora's, like, they're running, the Digimon turns around, attacks, attack does nothing, uh, Monzemon attacks, they get flown away by hearts. And I can't believe the Digimon are still surprised that their attacks don't do anything. I'm more cons- confused as why, to why they don't try to Digivolve. That's also true. That's weird. They really should do that. Like, their adult forms are a lot stronger, and they're going to see a big thing. They're going to say, that's definitely not a child form. 
I'm going to digivolve. And we know from the next episode they can essentially do it at will. Yeah. Not even when their own people are in trouble. I mean, I guess maybe they don't think of it as something that they should do yet because they've only just learned how to digivolve. So it's like this doesn't come natural to them. You think they'd want to do it all the time. Oh, definitely. Or maybe they don't have the power to or something, like the the energy. But they usually they usually can, but like, yeah, that's always just part, crossed my mind is, you know, your your attack doesn't work. Your reaction should be Digivolve, or when you see a stronger Digimon, you should go, oh, that's, that's stronger than me probably. While we're on the topic of getting floated away by heart balloons, um, the... Spir- spirited away by the teddy bear. Exactly. Uh, the Japanese name is Lovely Attack, and the English name is Heart Attack, which is a yep. way better name. It's way better. Um, yeah, yeah, you do have a point. But it's a bit scary, yeah? Well, actually, that's the thing. This is almost a horror episode, all up. The uh, the Japanese has this line where they're going to erase their emotion and make them toys for toys. I'm like, oh, God, that yeah. sounds really frightening. Yeah, um, it, is, it is a bit. The English one is just... Uh, they're going to make them toys, but here's the, they're going to make them serve the toys. It's less scary, except they have this line, which I don't know what it means. It's, our toy box is only filled with children. So here's the thing. Are there other children on the island? Aren't these the oh. first children they've ever met? Yeah, I didn't think of that. So maybe there are other... Is that where Willis is? <laughs> Jeez. There is no Willis. Well, he was mentioned in the movie and he still hasn't shown up, so I have to assume he's in the toy box. Maybe. And so yeah. then I, I noticed something, that in the dub, sometimes they call each other by just their first part before the mon. Like, Palmon calls Agumon Agu in the dub. And I know in the... in uh, Beomon gets firepower... Uh, Sora keeps on calling Beomon Bio or B. I don't know B. I didn't notice Bio. I think she calls them her Bio like as well. But it's def- But Palmon in this episode definitely calls Agumon Agu. <laughs> hey, Agu. So it's, it's 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 the it's the version of Digimon you like without the Mons on the end of everything. True. It is preferable. Can we take Digi off things now as well? Uh, well, the ja- the Japanese one doesn't have many uh, digis. Prodigious. That has to go as well. <laughs> best. It's the best phrase ever. All right. So we've got the call to action, and Mimi goes out to fight, uh, and she doesn't seem super into it in English. I assume because she doesn't actually give it. She doesn't actually care about any of the other kids because they're a little bit weird. And it doesn't matter if you save them or not. So the Numamon start attacking Monzaemon, and Mimi says the Numamon are fighting for me, even if all they do is throw poop. I think that was quite a nice turnaround because she's she's realizing that you know they're they're still standing up for her. They want to protect her, even if they know that they can't. So they're trying their best, and I just thought that was really sweet. Yeah, sweet, but also right next to them, her sexually harassing her all episode. Yeah, like, they are asking her for dates and kisses and, you know, it's and a bit spoopy. She's like, but no, though. But nay, though. So, Palmon also, uh, you know, she puts on her anger face and she goes, they're cowardly and useless, but they're dedicated to protecting Mimi. And then she digivolves. But in the dub, she... To take it to the next level, I may be a lady, but I am not a pushover. See, here's a question about 
like representation of strong females in media. Uh, do you think that line about I may be la- I may be a lady, but I'm no pushover? Do you think that's good that they included that, or do you think that it's well enough implied that it dumbs it down for the audience to have it said? Because it's something to be said that it being said directly to a child audience is a good thing, but also maybe not. I don't know. What do you think? Well, maybe it can also be sort of read as most ladies are put like her, her saying that may insinuate mo- that most ladies are pushovers. That's true. Like you know, mm, ladies are pushovers, but I'm not because I'm a cactus. Yeah, but like I don't. It, I definitely don't think it's meant that way. I think it's more of a sort of thing saying like. You, I, I may be, I may be a lady, but I'm tough. And then, she, but when she's digivolving, time to show this Digimon some manners. Palmon Digivolve to Togemon. I just think that's really cute. Do they usually say stuff while they're digivolving? Um, the Japanese version, no. Because I always think that implies that. Like, it takes a certain amount of time for oh, it definitely to digivolve, does. which begs the question, why don't they just punch the ones that are digivolving? Um, that happens. Like, th- that definitely happens. Really? You can just stop them? Yeah, definitely. If you attack them mid-digivolution, they're gone. You can just press B and they stop yeah. evolving? Yeah, like in Evolve. Like, if you attack something, you can definitely get some free hits on them, and sometimes you can, like in Digimon, you can stop their evolution. So, something that really, I don't know, it seemed a bit strange to me in the English version, she calls out her attack as... Digimon Needle Spray! That's um, like me punching someone and yelling, Human Punch! I'd like to point out, I'm pretty sure she doesn't ever say Digimon Needle Spray again. The attack is called Needle Spray. But I really do like the... Uh, that sort of rolls off the tongue of the Japanese version because it's chico chico bang bang. I think it's really cute. Like it just rolls off the tongue, chico chico bang bang. That's a movie. Yes, I know, but it rolls off the tongue. No, it's a movie. Movies yeah. are off the tongue. You see them. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, so um, this now Digimon turns into Hajime no Ippo, which I've never seen, but uh, Jay has. Yes, heard good it, heard reference about it. to the boxing anime. Yeah. All I know is that it's a uh, it's a boxing anime. That's all I know about it. And so the jet engine set up, and she Dempsey rolls the teddy bear. Uh, it's that move where you go, you duck from side to side, and you throw hooks at their face until they fall down. Right. And in but the. I kind of like that. And in the anime that you reference, they play jet engine noise. Jet engine noises while he does it. It's fucking. That's cool. It's so awesome. That's cool. Anyway, so after Monzemon is defeated, the black gear shoots out of his back, and all the stuffing comes out, which is quite, quite violent. Question. <laughs> yep. He's a perfect level Digimon, right? Yep. And Andromon was also a perfect level Digimon, right? Yep. How come uh, a level that Togemon is couldn't beat Andromon? In fact, three of them couldn't act until Izzy essentially cheated. Uh, how come they couldn't beat him, but this one in a one-on-one fight was easy? Togemon is Data, and Monzemon is Vaccine. So in this rock, paper, scissors, Data beats Vaccine. And so that so, makes up for a whole level? Yeah. So it's sort of like, you know, in, in Pokemon you can sometimes make up for a bit of a level difference by types and if you're strong enough but it also it is also um to do with the the black gear and you 
like if you injure it where the black ear is, the black ear will come out, presumably. Yes, injure it all over, and it will shoot out its back along with its guts. Yeah. Also, Togemon's strong. <clears throat> like, Togemon's the best. What I like about like so they beat the, they beat it with the black ear and it's gone, and now its eyes are closed, so you don't see its evil red eyes. Um, and it explains that it 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 planned to enslave them. But because it says it nicely, it's fine. Yeah. Like, I get it if it got the gear and it's like, oh, I should enslave people. But they take the gear out and it's like, I was only trying to make you, I was only trying to make you toys for my toys. Yeah, well, it, it made kind of sense. Like, he was lonely and all the, he felt sorry for all these toys that are being left and abandoned and no one wants to play with them. So he wanted someone to play with them. And the black gear sort of made that part of him evil i guess it only really made sense with the japanese bit at the beginning with the with the abandoned doll yeah it, it's completely meaningless in the english without that it is a bit horrifying though oh yeah it is obviously in america it's a fragile fragile beings but you know there's no subplot there like it just comes completely out of nowhere otherwise yeah but so when they're talking about the black ears, Ty says that he's starting to take the black ears personally, and I found that a bit funny, and I don't know why. It's just taken him a while to figure out the obvious. Of, yeah, the black ears aren't good. Yeah, they're turning good things evil. He's like, mm, these have been really inconvenient. Maybe. So then Monzemon says heart attack with a hug, but it's still just lovely attack, and they go up into the into the hearts and. Uh, Numamon says, babe, kiss me. And then she goes, no, in the Japanese version. And it's kept the same in the English version because it's kiss for your hero. And she goes, no. So I, I like how they kept that sort of that bit. So I have a question. If there was like, if the black ear made them smart at all, like made them intelligent rather than just full of rage, it occurs to me that that could have been how it began. He says hello to them all. He gathers them all up, heart attacks them, and just gets them all. Like, if he was still evil at the end, and they just walked into the bubbles, the show would be over. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's just like, yes, with a, with, with a hug. Attack! And then just mind controls them all. I never, I never thought of that. That's actually a really good point. But I don't weird, think it makes them smart. They all seem weirdly comfortable with going into the into the bubbles after the mind control the first time. Yeah, well, I don't think they... I think they believe him. And so ends Digimon at episode six. So, what did you think of this episode as someone who was new to Digimon? I think that it is one of the most bonkers, weird things in the show. Uh, there are just some situations that make just completely no sense. And, I mean, compared to the stuff we've seen before, I mean, just collectively... You go over to a vending machine, the front of it falls down, inside is a slug that throws poop at you, but also wants to date you, and at the exact same time, the sun gets hidden behind clouds so that their vampire weakness is not activated, and in English, particularly, it just happens to be the leader of the underground poop vampires that you find. None of that makes sense. And the whole setup is fairly contrived. Well, Numamon evolves into Monzemon in the in the Digimon toy. What? In the um in the original Digital Monster VPET, um Numamon was the only one to evolve into Monzemon, I believe. 
it was which is actually the strongest in the VPET version one, but you had to have the bad one to get it. It was the same in version two. You had to go through Vegemon to get the strongest, which was Vedamon. So you're telling me that the weird sewer dwellers turn into a teddy bear? Yes. Why? Mm. Anime. What? You know what? I'm proud of them not just not strapping metal to it. But also, why? <laughs> Maybe that's what's inside the suit. Like, Monzomon is a suit. No, we saw inside it already. It's Digifluff. Yeah, it's Digifluff. Maybe also Numamon. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe the Numamon is made from fluff. No, maybe the fluff is Noom, is Noom Sludge. Ew. <laughs> maybe it goes grey because it's kind of getting old. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so did you find the changes that you noticed? Like, do you think they were justified? Um, yeah, absolutely, actually. In this case, um, I think the English changes in a lot of ways made the episode make a lot more sense. Mm. Um, and I think you'll notice that Wow, Mimi was almost entirely reasonable the whole episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. There Except was a... for Digimon Island. Well, that's not her fault. That was, like, that's um, that's an accident in writing, because the character would never figure that out. Yeah. So it's not a screw-up of the character, it's a screw-up specifically of the writer. Yeah. I definitely thought that the, the changes were more for the localization point this time, because Shiritori is not a game that is played by English-speaking children but it is it is popular in japan but not there so they changed it and to make their reaction to Mimi make sense they had to make it her not being able to sing which leads to other questions that we'll get to later on when we get to them but for now we think that she can't sing hey she had singing lessons for three years yeah (laughs) did they help (laughs) she needs a refund yeah all right, episode seven. All right. So the start of the episode was narrated by Mimi because her episode was the previous. And it's pretty accurate except for the likes and the totalies and the typical popular girly girl way of talking. Like, totally awesome, that sort of way. We shouldn't mention going to the mall. Yeah, but Mimi says that Palmon's not bad for a plant. I think that's quite cute. So the start of the episode has no di- no dialogue in the Japanese version, but in the English version, it's Gomamon saying, I know this is no day at the beach, Joe, but that's no reason to be a worrywart about and make all your friends unhappy. Pardon the pun, but chill out. <gasps> like, and the snow at the beginning is interesting, because obviously we've been traveling through a lot of weird, um, a lot of weird weather. Uh, it occurs to me that it's possible that Ty is wearing gloves in preparation for a snowball fight, like just now. Yep. And so something that didn't change in either version was Tentamon wants to eat snow in both versions. <laughs> like he just says, is it edible? Can I eat it? Oh, he's just hungry. Yeah. He wants to have igloo as a food or anything. There's an amazing line in the English where they're like, we should make a snowman. And so he goes, snowmon, what's that? I did like that, yeah. I had to look so, that up. Apparently that's not real. I'm yeah. sad. I, I do like how Gomamon started off the episode because it does sort of sets the scene. It sort of says, you know, this episode, maybe it has something to do with Gomamon and Joe's relationship. Mm. Maybe they, they, they have a lot of conflict, you know, same in the, in, you know, the Japanese version of Beamon Gets Firepower where that sort of put down a scene of them having a conflict. But this is in the English version and they're giving us sort of an idea that, hey, there's conflict between these two Digimon. 
maybe that's implied because the episode references say its evolution. Yeah. And you can tell because of the silhouette of the evolution and it's connected in the intro. See, and I also, wonder who Ikakumon is. Also how every single other episode has had this plot. Yeah. So it gives you a really big idea of, oh, guess what? Gomon's next and it's called Ikakumon and he roars and he has a harpoon torpedo. And here's the deal. I, you know, if I hadn't seen I have seen the episode now, but if I hadn't seen it, I could have told you that uh, the main character would have something they have to figure out about themselves. And then there would be a big Digimon, probably of perfect level, and a Black Gear would get into it at some point and to protect uh, the particular hero of the day. And it had to be Joe because he's the last one that isn't Takeru. Uh, then Gomon would have to evolve and fight it and win and then break the Black Gear. And they'd be like, haha, we did it. And that's what the plot of the episode is. Yeah. But that's not the most interesting thing about the episode. Like, there's actually stuff going on. In fact, the plot that I just said is minor and token, I want to say. Like, it almost seems like they did it because they had to. But they didn't have... They didn't... It, did, it, be- it didn't belong in the episode. They had enough stuff going on without it. So they find a hot spring. And they, it's far too hot and they don't want to go in. But they do find another weird device, the refrigerator. Oh, in Japanese they call this the hot spring an onsen. You know, the yeah, and, traditional... that's what, and, and then that's what hot spring is. But like a traditional Japanese bath. And I think they have more more like implied in that. And then yeah. in English it's like, oh, just a hot spring. Hopefully it'll be okay. Yeah. So I think the disappointment makes more sense. In, um, it makes more sense in the Japanese. Yep. Where they're expecting, like, a civilized thing. Yeah, they're expecting a Ryokan. They're expecting, you know, people there. They're expecting little towels, which I imagine some of the audience of the show want, but... <laughs> uh... <laughs> I, 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 I want to go to an onsen. Onsen's are great fun. When I went to Japan with my school, no one wanted to go with me because they didn't want to see anyone naked. You went to a weird school. Well, all the boys went in together and they had inappropriate conversations, apparently. That's what but, you um, do. No one wanted to go in the onsen with me, so I went in by myself. Oh, what a nerd. Yeah, no, no one wanted to see me naked for some reason. Uh, there's a fridge with eggs in it. Yeah, and then they, have the great, then they have the idea of boiling the eggs in the onsen, which is actually a really clever idea. Except the onsen looks, well, the hot spring looks like sludge. It is purple, yeah. So... Maybe Numamon. <laughs> oh, God, no. It may be shiny Numamon. Oh, uh, maybe it's boiling poop. Oh, oh. Uh, so they start discussing on what they like on their eggs, and it's relatively normal in the Japanese version. Except um, for natto. Natto's garbage. I love natto. No, you don't. No one loves that. It's it's like Vegemite, but not gross. Oh no. That's how I can describe it. You're wrong. Vegemite's great. Natto is terrible. No, natto's fantastic. Ugh. I don't know what ponzu is, but that's the other thing. Yeah. So. Izzy says, so Koichiro says that he he likes ponzu with his eggs, which is a citrus-based sauce. But in the English version, he says he wants mustard and jelly beans on his. You forgot that Matt wants salsa? Yeah, which is, that's that's fine. Those are normal. What about ketchup on your eggs? Yeah. (sighs) But people have bacon and eggs with um, tomato sauce. Yeah, okay. I guess, maybe. Yeah. Like, most of them seem pretty normal. So the the 
the English version decides to, to why, why, why have normal when we can have funny? And then Mimi has the best one. Maple syrup and cherries. Yeah, you can have you can have that. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna food shame. I will food shame anyone I have to so they're not eating eggs with maple syrup and cherries. I mean I wouldn't personally have that. I like my eggs with, with eggs and also bacon. What about with Vegemite? Uh, oh. <laughs> oh you know you're food shaming. You're food shaming. No, but Vegemite's not not good. You're shaming. The whole country. Why are you food shaming the whole country? What happens next is that they're all sitting around talking, um, and Joe is getting really defensive about his, like, salt and pepper on eggs. Yeah, because he just wants it normal. Um, and I had this stuff written down. I really like Joe in the Japanese here, because he's characterized as, like, trying to be responsible, but he's really overwhelmed with it, and so that he, like, snaps at small stuff, like the eggs. And it, I think it's implied that the eggs thing isn't really that important to him. He doesn't really care about it, but he it matters because it's like home and it's the way he, he likes things and it needs to be correct because he's responsible and needs to make things right. Um, and that comes up really interesting later, whereas I think in the English, everyone's... In English, all the kids make fun of each other, which is fine. That's interesting too in its, in its own way. But it... Like, they take shots at Joe, so he looks more defensive. So it stops looking like a development coming from him, but just a reaction to everyone else. Because um, then, right after this, Matt and Ty are arguing about what to do. One of them wants to climb the mountain, and one of them wants to not do that, because it's probably dangerous. Yeah. And they ask Joe what he thinks, and he can't really make a decision. And so he's under pressure, and he can't make decisions, but he feels like he should, and that's really interesting. Uh, whereas in English, it's more Matt and Ty arguing about who's going to be the leader, and then seeing who, which one of them he'll back up, which is a completely different scenario, which is mostly done in like tone. There's one or two lines about it, so the translation isn't a big deal of it. It's a lot of tone and voice acting. Mm. Like, I definitely got from this that maybe Joe's more of a leader than Ty is. Like, he's, he definitely takes on a lot of responsibility as the eldest. And, like, he seems the most, like, maybe responsible one, the most reliable, the most, like, normal, I guess. Well, like, he just, he just wants his salt and pepper on his eggs. <laughs> well, I think that's a thing that doesn't communicate well to the English audiences, like the, the specific Japanese age dynamics. Like, I think Sora at one point calls Joe Senpai, and he's talking about, I'm the oldest, I have to look after everyone. And that's the way the camp works. Joe decides that he wants to go in the middle of the night to check up the mountain, and he wants to go alone so he doesn't put anyone in danger. So then he realizes that Goemon's following him. Now, in the dub, he seems that he doesn't want to Goemon to come along, but in the sub, he's just sort of... He's like, oh, you're not going to tell me, are you? And he's like, no. And then they just go along. But in the dub, it's more of a... Oh, what are you talking about? I'm just coming for a walk with in this direction, Joe. Like it seems in a different tone. Like Omon seems like no, I, I, I'm not here to be here, and Joe's like, don't follow me. But in the Japanese version, like that, like Joe's pretty welcoming to the idea of Omon coming with him. I just like the that they're both climbing them. Like I like the decision to climb the mountain on his own. It's exceptionally dangerous and stupid, like ridiculously. 
I read a thing about how climbing mountains is really dumb and you just you're basically killing yourself in the process. Especially if you're twelve. Especially if it's called Infinity Mountain. If you're twelve and have it and with, and with your purple mohawk dog. <laughs> purple purple with orange mohawk dog. Otter dog. Yeah. Uh but yeah, like it's a it's a cute scene of them climbing the mountain together in both the English and Japanese. And I like the the development of Joe trying to take an action and do stuff for the good of everyone else. It's all really nice. And then he comes across uh, Unimon, which, uh, here's a question. Is it really a mix of a unicorn and a pegasus if it's actually just a pegasus with a horn bolted to its face? I think, no, I think there's definitely a horn there, but it's under the mask. Well, there's no way to tell. Well, I'm I'm just going to assume that it's got a... He's got a horn there. Here's the deal. If I was a Pegasus in the digital world, I would just strap a horn to my face and just pretend. Yeah, good point. But Unimon's a cool name. <laughs> no, it's Collegemon. Ah, I get it. So in the in the Japanese version, Unimon doesn't talk like that much. Like in the English version, they put all these lines like, "Oh, are you invited to the party too?" And he has like this sort of pseudo. English accent, I think. Yeah, it was weird they add extra lines to him, but he didn't really say anything of value. Yeah. So there wasn't much to say. Well, I I think that Unimon is a soft-spoken sort of quiet, keeps to himself. Digimon is quite polite, but, you know, keeps to himself. As all horses are. Yeah, and he doesn't really want to talk. As all horses don't. Well, he's a digi-horse. <laughs> I know all about Digihorse. The back gear shows up and Unimon goes berserk and starts attacking them. Did you notice that it's suddenly daytime? I did. They're climbing a mountain at night. The black gear shows up. Oh no, the sun's in my eyes. And it's noon. So it might be, like, like maybe it's sort of like the early morning and they did a, quite a bit of climbing. And then during that time the sun came up. No, That's... between frames it went from dark to light. Maybe the animator stopped caring. <laughs> like we need it to be to be bright now. But I coloured everything dark already. Well, it's it's bright now. Just deal with it. Well, the kids will never notice. <laughs> anyway, so they they fight and then and the um, other Sora, yeah, and then Sora realizes that she's not there. So she and Ty go to find him, and they fight. And then the best line in the series comes up when um. When when Greymon is fighting, and Greymon gets knocked down, and in the Japanese version, Taichi says, "Greymon, are you all right?" But in the in the dub, Greymon, are you gonna be all right? I'm styling, dude. I always like that Greymon really can't fight this thing because he has tiny, stubby T-Rex arms. Yeah, which is what he does. He waves them in the air, and I love that. He can fire Nova Blast. He's like not gonna try and jump for it. Yep. And then, easily best bit of the episode. The coward Joe jumps onto the unicorn in midair and tries to rip the gear out of its back. At no point is he like, hey, Gobamon, you can do this. He's like, no, I'm just going to go do it. I'm going to. He's, he's, he's the leader. He's, well, he, he, he's trying to be a leader. He's trying to be the, the one to save the day, and he wants to take it out. And he, he sees his friends in danger. And, like, I don't think he has much faith in Gobamon. Gobamon can't evolve. <laughs> So he just sort of he jump he he sees it he can see that he can make the jump so he goes for it he jumps on that on the back of Unimon and he grabs it and he wants to pull at the black gear and that's his theory and in Japanese he's like I'm the oldest I have to look after everybody and that's fairly well reasoned out and I really like that and in English he's like 
this is a bad idea. <laughs> and then just does it anyway. Yeah. Uh, then he falls. And then, I don't know, I guess they, he just falls to his death. <laughs> because let's be honest, uh, like, like Gomon sees him falling and evolves, but if you're falling at terminal velocity, right, falling onto a fuzzy walrus will not save you from a 300 meter fall. Oh, he's really soft. It doesn't matter how soft you are. Uh, and then I, I found this really weird. Like, I'm sure. Uh, I don't, maybe it was uh, to read to misdirect kids for like five minutes, but it is weird that the the clearly water Digimon is fighting the sky Pokemon. I mean Digimon. Yeah, like I I am also thinking that like, you know, we, don't, we didn't really see Sagemon out of the water. Like we saw Sagemon in the water. So, like I mean, he has feet. Like he can move, but just like you can see a walrus like on land. He might not be too happy about it, but you can see him. Like you can, he'll walk around. You can see him move, and he he won't like move. He won't be very fast at moving, but like he'll he, he won't die. He has an anti-air torpedo. Torpedoes don't fire into the air. <laughs> torpedo, by definition, goes underwater. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I feel like the the Digimon fight was really contrived. They never had to meet Unimon, or at least they never had to just randomly stick a gear in his back, only to have it broken out five minutes later. Honestly, I think if they just made it a quiet episode in which you know, the mountain opens up, all the gears fart out of the mountain, and then it closes, and they try to figure out what's going on. That unto itself is compelling enough with the character stuff going on with Joe. Uh-huh. And I don't think, like, he needed it. His big overcoming moment was climbing the mountain at all. Yeah. And I think that they could have had it climb the mountain, he dodges some danger, sees the island, comes back and reports down to them. And that would have been more interesting than wasting time like and i get it you have to have the fight because a you need the thing to evolve and b the kids will get bored but it would have been nice to have a break from the same formula over and over and over again yeah you're definitely right also you may have noticed uh, it was in the i mean it happens in both but in the english one particularly they go we should we should go to the peak of the mountain you know we should go climb the mountain and then no seconds later they're just up there. And like, we yeah. did it. It's constantly being at the top of the mountain. I and guess that's sort of like the pacing. They don't really have any late, sort of, you know, three hours later or later on this happens. Also, Matt doesn't complain. Matt, who was completely against climbing the mountain, is now like, yeah, okay. I think it's because, like, you know, he wants his friends being up there and he's like, oh, well, I guess, you know, we, we already faced the danger. And then they find out that the place is an island and there's no way off it. Yeah. And in the, uh, in the Japanese, they're like, they're freaking out. Um, and... Oh, yeah, yeah, this is a really weird change. But that's weird, because in Japanese, they know it's called File Island. Yeah. So, when they find out that it's an island, that said, I guess from a Japanese perspective, islands aren't necessarily completely isolated. Like, I guess, you know, Japan's made up of islands, so maybe they're seeing there's no land in the distance. But Izzy already got a map of the island. He knows what it looks like. Oh, yeah. On his, on the, on his computer, that's right. And so, like, in the ending in, um, in America Land is that, like, they're kind of concerned, but they're like, ah, but it's not all that bad. We, we still learn stuff, so it's not quite as hopeless. And, yeah, I think that's the end of the episode. They're really quite similar most of the time. I think Joe's age dynamics is really interesting in Japanese, but misses out in English, but otherwise it's fine. Yeah, well, I, I like how they're sort of like the, what, want to fight, pop? 
with Gomon and Joe. I just really like that. All right, and Gomon also, tries Gomon to be a cool guy. A little, yeah. And Gomon's a little bit of a Sundera. Like, he's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not blushing. I'm not a hero. And um, another thing I noticed is that at the end when they're looking out, the narrator in the Japanese version says, Taich and the other others became discouraged when they found that File Island was a solitary island in the middle of a vast sea. But in the English version, they scrapped that. So Goemon and I fought all the way to the top to see what was there. And we found, well, nothing. But I think we discovered quite a bit on the way up. But they did find out something. They found out that they were on an island in the middle of a vast sea. And I just, you know, well, just... They, didn't, they knew that they were on an island, but I don't think they knew, like, you know, it could be an inland island. It could be like an island that's like pretty close between. You can probably just fly on a Digimon, but you can't see any land. Like, I think that's quite a discovery. I think they were only trying to find out if there was an escape route. So when they didn't find one of those, that's nothing. So what did you think of this episode as someone who was new to Digimon? I just said, like, I think that the the dynamics of the oldest one trying to look after everybody is really interesting. Um, and in English, when it becomes more, they're making fun of him. So he's trying to prove that you know, he can be brave a little bit. It wasn't as interesting. Uh, but it's fine. I think them finding out this island is good. Uh, they, they've they evolved the last of the adult... Of, well, the adults, of the older kids' Digimon. I assume that um that we're waiting on Takeru's to evolve. Mostly because I know the name of the next episode and it doesn't have a Digimon's name in it. <laughs> huh. Uh also because that would make thematic sense for the youngest one not to have his one evolve immediately. Uh, yeah. But, I don't know. It's the formula, right? You you stumble on a piece of... T- you, you have a need, like being hungry, which is the second or third time it's happened. You find a piece of technology, you argue a little bit, you run into an evil Digimon, you beat it with a newly evolved Digimon, and everyone is is safe. Yeah. And it's the same format. At least the last one had like more development going on, and was yeah. really was high. It was high as hell, whereas this one had some stuff going on in Japanese, and I don't know, not much going on else. Otherwise, it was fine. It was serviceable. Uh, I imagine we're finally getting into the story because again, I know the name of the next episode, and it sounds like the plot is going to show up. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like plot shows its face. So obviously, you, you, as you said, you preferred Togemon in Toy Town to this episode because of the, the development? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I specifically enjoyed it because it was this this nice break from Moo Moo or whatever we're calling her. Yeah, like she, she seemed more like an, a reasonable character in this. Mm. And I think that the character development moments of the episodes have been fairly good and getting arguably better. Like Soros is good, but that's mostly it's it's mostly Piermon doing the work. Um or Beamon? I can't it's remember. It's either it's Piermon and Beamon, so you can use either. Right. Um and then Mimi's development uh Mimi's personal development isn't amazing. It's just it's nice to not have a super annoying uh, as weird when she goes, it's man, they're all weirdos anyway. I'm out of here. But Joe, yeah. I really like Joe's, and it's it's subtle, but I really like his. Like I, I'm responsible. I have to look after everybody, but I'm breaking under the pressure. And in English, I noticed that uh, you know Matt, Matt and Ty are having like 
actual leadership fights, which I imagine will continue into the future. Yeah, so it's a good it's a good setup for the characters. So mm. what about these episodes, the Japanese version of Beamon Gets Firepower, which you said you enjoyed? Did you still do you still like that episode better or these episodes a bit better than that or Um That's rough actually. Uh to be honest, because it's more character focused, I think that I liked the Japanese version of the Ukakubon episode probably a little bit more. Um, like it's it's more subtle, and I think that the the work of showing like Beomon being really grating and annoying, but also like loving and that sort of stuff that was really good. But it doesn't. This episode here doesn't focus on the monster fight. In fact, it could completely do without it, and it would be the best episode because it's just it just I don't know. It takes him away from the coward role, and mm. in both languages. And uh, it covers all this really interesting internal stuff that's going on with Joe. Uh, or stuff that could be really interesting. Yeah. They really do resolve this stuff very fast. Yeah. Well, they only have like 20 minutes to do it. No, but I mean, they have other episodes. They have 50 episodes. Oh, yeah. 54, I yeah. think. In Rory Kakumon, which differences did you find that were justified or did you find any that weren't justified? Oh well, the biggest one and the most obvious is that uh, the show doesn't like to move focus away from Ty. By which I mean, uh, while Joe in Japanese is this guy having like a, a you know a mental like an internal problem where he's stressed and he's completely being crushed by responsibility, he feels he has as the oldest uh, in the English one. All the kids, they're like making fun of him because he's, you know, he's just Joe and he's like that. And so he gets defensive about it. And when he's in the middle of Ty and Matt, they're having a leadership argument and they're trying to get him to side with them rather than them asking his opinion as direction. And then when he doesn't come to a decision, they blame him in English, whereas it works differently that way. I don't know. It's just it's slight changes in focus. The translations are fairly similar, though. I just like the most Joe-centric one. Yeah. And um, so in the Digimon that were introduced in this episode, so Togemon, Numemon, Monzemon, Unimon, and Ikakumon, what, uh, what do you think of the designs? Okay, well, let's put it this way. You Numemon. have a lot to say about Togemon. Numemon is garbage. Numemon is... Literally. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's literally just shit. Um... And Monzemon is a teddy bear. It it took no design to make him. He's a teddy bear. Uh, the only thing I like about him, and, and it's something that I really like, it's just his stupid red eyes, <laughs> because they're really evil, but they're also canon. So they had to close his eyes so you wouldn't see how evil <laughs> he is. Yeah. Uh, and Unimon is kind of stupid. It's it's a Pegasus with the thing bolted to its face. I think he looks kind of cool. Like, yeah, I think he looks pretty cool. I guess. Like, what I really, what I like are the ones that look natural, like Kabuteramon and Red Baronmon and, and Togemon and, and Greymon. Kind of, uh, I guess it's got a weird skull on its face. But Garurumon's pretty natural. Garurumon's fine. Like, the ones that are half technology are really weird because 
if you were fully digital and you could program whatever, why wouldn't you be better technology, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> if you have Gatling guns, why not lasers? Why does the bear get lasers and the other guys get guns, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and for whatever reason, Unimon is implied to be like a holy animal because it has holy shot. So it has religious connotations for whatever reason. Mm. And as far as the kids' Digimons go, uh, like Ikakumon's awesome. It's a giant walrus. It's adorable. Big fan of that. Uh, it shoots its horn though, right? Yeah. Uh, how does it grow it back? I think I think the horn opens up and the torpedo goes through the through, like out of that and then it closes up. Oh well, okay. I guess it has a, a big clip of torpedoes inside. Yeah. Anyway, um, and Togemon <laughs> is hilarious. It it makes almost no sense, but I like I kind of like it. Uh, it's just this weird little plant becomes a big cactus with boxing gloves. There's a bit I forgot. There's uh, as one bit where Mimi is hugging Palmon really really tight, and Palmon oh, yeah, goes, I have this. "You're you're choking me. I can't you're, breathe. Yeah. You're breaking. You're you're breaking my stem." But the one about can't breathe, she said in the other episode she photosynthesizes. So she doesn't need to breathe. No, but she doesn't know what photosynthesis is. But she doesn't need a throat for it. Yeah. She doesn't have lungs. You know, well, you don't know, like, Palmon's anatomy and organs. I can guess. It's a plant. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I think. All right. So join us next week for Evil Shows His Face or Devimon. No, the you messed of up. Darkness. I'll do what? it. Join us next time on Kino Notavi, <laughs> Evil Shows His Face. Or Yam, uh, or Devimon, the Messenger of Darkness. Devimon? The devil? Yeah, maybe. They're fighting and the devil. We'll also be watching Sub-Zero Ice Punch or Clash, the Freezing Digimon. If you want to keep updated with us, on social media, we're at TranslationMon on Twitter and Lost in Translation Mon on Facebook and Tumblr. We'd really appreciate it if you gave us a review on iTunes just to help get the word out. Listen in next week for more Digitude. Let's kick